Welcome to our Frontline City Church podcast. This message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of God to find your purpose and reach your destiny through Christ. Praise God. Morning, everybody. Oh, are you ready to hear a word from God? I want to impart something. Mom is going to assist me in it, and I'm excited to minister something that's not just understood, it is received. It is more imparted than what it's taught. Um, let me start with a testimony. I saw this morning on my Facebook, a memory came up of 21 February 2011. We, me and mom was in a car accident in the morning where a kudu, a big kudu you jumped off sort of like a cutting a cliff over another vehicle and jumped right onto our vehicle as we were traveling at 120 kilometers an hour. And it landed on the bonnet, shattered the engine, and went out through the windscreen, lifted the roof up, and opened the car up, and we never had a scratch on us. We didn't have a touch on us. If it was millimeters any other way, we would have been killed. But that is the protection of God and I just want to, 10 years later, say thank you, God, for everything that we could have done in the last 10 years because of him saving us that morning. It's one of many times that God saved our lives, but that is one of them. So we're talking about the favor of God, obtaining the favor of God. And all through the Bible, right from Genesis to Revelation, the word favor is there all the time. And it's being spoken about and it's being taught about. And it means so much. To me, one of the greatest examples of favor is Joseph. In jail, actually forgotten in jail. Okay, They didn't have a prison uh, sentence period in the time. You go to jail until the guy that put you in jail remembers and decides it's now time to come out. So if you get forgotten in jail, you're going to die there. If you get left there, and they don't have a system to check when is your day to be released, you are there. And so if we think in our natural today's life, our despondency would set in another year, another year, forgotten, forgotten. While the time that he's there, he gets a time to minister to the potter, not the potter, the chef and the waiter, but it's people that can never return a favor to him. And they for, he says, he gives them a word. He says, when you get restored to your position, remember me. But what do they do? They forget about him. Until when? Until a crisis comes and the king has a dream that he doesn't understand. So this is what I want to start by leaving with you, that a crisis is the opportunity for God's favor to change your level. Every crisis is an opportunity where God's going to move you into another realm. The very crisis that puts everybody else in trouble got Joseph out of jail. It was the crisis made the king remember, oh, there's somebody that we forgot there that can explain some dreams. Let's go fetching. So don't despise your crisis. Say, God, what are you doing in the midst of this crisis? What are you busy that's going to change my life in the midst of this crisis? All right? So when you want to understand favor, understand Joseph's situation there in jail. 
You might feel forgotten. You might feel that you'll never change. You might feel that there's no hope for you. You might think, how is it possible for my situation to change? Don't worry. God's got a way. God's got a plan. God hasn't forgotten you. God will remember. In Psalm 102 and verse 13, you will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. The time for your favor has come. The time for the change of your situation has come. I'd say, let's say this together. I need the power of favor. If we understand that, that favor supersedes everything else in life. It supersedes qualification. It supersedes race. It supersedes your position or your heritage or anything that you might think stops you from obtaining the favor of God. It supersedes that if you can tune into it. Proverbs 22 says, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Loving favor rather than silver and gold. The favor of God is worth more than a great inheritance. Its favor of God is worth more than riches. I'd rather be poor in jail like Joseph was, or I'd rather be in the lion's den like Daniel was, with the favor of God upon me, than in the best position in a palace somewhere without the favor of God. Because everything else is going to fall away, but the favor of God will carry you through whatever crisis you're in. The favor of God doesn't automatically come upon you. It has to be reached out and grabbed. If it did, all Christians would be wealthy, all Christians would be in no, have no issues, all Christians would just be going well with. Favor of God is something that you reaches out by faith, and you're saying, I want it for me. I appropriate what God has already given me. Okay? So the favor of God isn't automatic. Your salvation is automatic the moment you give your life to God. But the favor of God, you have to push in for all the time. You have to seek it and deal with God and saying, God, you must put favor upon me. On Friday, we spoke about um, Jacob that said, I will not let you go until you bless me. It is that attitude that brings favor. I will push in until you do it, God. The moment you become happy with your situation, you're going to stay where you are. But you have to say, I want the favor of God. You see, when you ha have favor, your car may be old, but you can still drive it. When you have favor, you might not have a house, but wherever you live would still be a home because you'll find happiness within it. And that is the thing that changes it, that even in the midst of jail, Joseph could find favor from God. If God can find him in the midst of jail, how much more can he find you in your current situation? Whatever you're going through, God can find you. The power of favor in scriptures. It starts in Genesis, and we'll read from Genesis 18. And say, my Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on 
by your servant. Abraham received favor and the angel prophesied that he will have a son. You see, he said, if I have found favor, he was negotiating and saying, God, if the favor of God is upon me, I'm expecting change. You can't pass over me. If I am a child of God, then favor I want to have upon me. In Genesis 19, it's now God is planning to take out the city where Lot and them stays and get up out of this place for the Lord will destroy the city. God didn't stop destroying the city. But the man that had favor because of his association with Abraham, although he was messing up in so many places, because of his association with Abraham, God said, get out of, out of here, for the Lord will destroy the city. But he was there to change your life and to save your life. And some people didn't understand, and like the scripture there says, they thought he was joking. But the favor will save your life in the midst of a crisis. In the midst of destruction, God will get you out before it happens. Exodus, the next book of the Bible, Exodus 12. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they granted them what they requested. The Jews found favor with the Egyptians, and they were given gold and silver and clothing. Something happens when there's favor. They give, they supply. New things come your way that you don't expect, even that you don't deserve, even that you didn't work for. Because when you find favor, you find blessing and you find breakthrough. All right. When your favor comes upon you, you will have access to resources. Even your enemies will give you resources. Even those who don't like you will end up supplying for you. Let's jump to Samuel, 1 Samuel 16. Then Saul sent to Jesse saying, Please let David stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. We know that later on Saul really didn't like David, and Saul went after him. But there was a time when David found favor in the king, a levels way above him when he was still a shepherd boy. He was called into the palace to be in preparation for the time that he will be in the palace. And God puts favor on people that might not be thinking that they want to bless you. If Saul knew that David was going to be king later and replace him, he wouldn't do it. But God says to him, Saul, see what I want to do through this man and get him ready for that place. You may not be extraordinary, but favor can supersede education. You may not be the cleverest, but favor can cause you to be the leader of the pack. You see, the people think that they don't deserve favor. They think somehow they are excluded. Somehow they are not good enough. Somehow I cannot attain it. But favor says you don't have to be good enough. Jesus paid the price, and he paid it for all of us. And it's not based on how clever you are. It's not based on your education. It's not based on your heritage. You may not start at the top, but favor can take you to the greater heights. Favor can take you to the very one. The story of David. He was the son of Jesse's shame, the son that got sent away 
the illegitimate son, the one who was, wasn't even allowed in the house, put him in the field. Take him away from the sons that are blessed. When they call the sons together for the prophet to see, they don't even call David because he's not important enough. Who feels sometimes like that? You're just the outcast. You're just in the back of the row. You're not good enough to be there. But then the prophet said, isn't there another son? Isn't there another one? And he calls the one that have been excluded all his life. And when he tried to pour the oil on all the other sons, the oil wouldn't flow. It wouldn't flow. It wouldn't flow. It wouldn't flow. And they call the one that has not got nice clothes on, the one that might be dirty from the field, the one that doesn't measure up, come here. And the oil flows, and it flows, and it flows. And God changes from David being the neglected one, the one that nobody understands or cares about, the one who they want to forget about. Suddenly, he's the anointed one. Suddenly, he's the favored one. When he was in the field there, he was sorting things out with God. He was facing the lion and the bear, but he also wrote all of Psalms there. He was worshiping in his difficulty. Pastor Wendy spoke about those that gave in the midst of their difficult times. And that's what David was. He was a worshiper when he wasn't a king. And that was preparing him for the time that he will be king. You may be poor, but favor will make you rich. In Deuteronomy, goes 33, and Naphtali said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord, possess the west and the south. Favor will lead to ruling and possession. Favor will change who you are. When you are blessed and satisfied with favor, you must expect things to change. You must expect your whole authority and your inheritance to change because you are full of favor. All right? Sure. Some of you are preaching, looking at me as if I'm preaching blasphemy. But allow God to just understand that when God says, I've put favor upon you, nothing but nothing can stand in your way. In Ruth, Ruth was a single, Ruth too from, okay, we're not going to read the whole story now, but she was single and found favor with Boaz. And she married him. And you must marry favor. A woman wears favor. It doesn't have to be shown off. Let a man see the favor of God upon you. Let's look at Ruth, Ruth 2 and verse 10. Sorry, verse, yeah. So she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I'm a foreigner? You see, we think that nobody takes notice. We think that we are excluded. Might even be racial reason why you think you're excluded. Because she thought, she, I'm not the right race to be found favor upon. I'm not good enough. But God will put it together. God will change your situation. If you read the whole earth, Ruth, you'll know that they were worshiping long before the favor happened. They were in that place of seeking what God's will is long before it happened. Go back to Samuel, 1 Samuel and 27 and verse 5. Then David said to Ashish, I, If I have now found favor in your sight, 
Let him give me a place in some town in the country that I may dwell there. For why should your servant dwell in the city with you? David found favor in the enemy's camp and they gave him a city. You see, God's going to give favor in the situations that you think is impossible for you to give favor. God's going to give you favor when you don't even deserve it. So David comes with his humble attitude to the king and says, just give me a space away from you. And God gives him a city because favor has been found upon him by men. The favor of God leads to favor from men. The favor of God leads to even your enemies having favor with you. Thank you, Lord. I receive that. Nehemiah, one of my favorite stories, he goes to see the king. We know that he walked through the city and he cried and he got in how bad the situation is. And he knows he can't do it on his own. He knows he needs the favor of the king. And he goes to speak to the king. Nehemiah 2 and verse 5. And I said to the king, if it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. Your destiny and your calling is bound within favor. You need favor to open that door. You need favor to release that thing. And we need to seek for that favor. Nehemiah was only a servant in the court of the king. He wasn't an army general. He wasn't a prince. He was just serving the king. But God gave him a passion for the city that was destroyed and the city that had needs. And he finds enough favor to go and ask the king, if I have done anything right, help me to do this thing. Send with me. And the king released riches and soldiers and all kinds of things, building material to go and get the job done. That was Nehemiah's job. Your favor that rests upon you will open that door for what your calling is. I see pastors from across the world asking for support for the ministry. And they look at men and women to give it to them. But it, it is the favor of God that will open that door. It's the favor of God that will bring it to pass. It's the favor of God that will make somebody knock on your door and say, let's go do this together. Let's go push into that thing. Nehemiah found favor with his boss, the king, and he received time off to do ministry and gave him resources that he needed to do. Esther, another one with favor. And the king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she obtained grace and favor in his eyes, more than all the virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashiti. Esther found favor with the king, and this saved her people. You see, there was a time when Esther had to speak out. But long before the time came of her destiny, she found favor that put her in the place so that she could speak the word, so that she had the ear of the king when she needed it. And God is busy positioning you. God is busy working in putting you in the place where when the time comes for your destiny to unfold, 
that you are in that place. The time when life and death depends on the word that you speak. God is busy moving you around to put you in that position. Luke, even the favor extends all the way to the New Testament. Luke 1 and verse 30, the angel said to Mary, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. That is why the favor was on Mary. And that is when she became the mom of Jesus. The greatest privilege that could be upon any woman came because of favor. Came because God said, I found, you found favor. If we jump to after Jesus' death to Acts 2 and verse 47, it says that the new church, this church is rising up, was finding favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily. Those who were being saved. Some translation says they found favor with men and God. And out of that, God were adding to them daily. You see, when you find favor, some people are saying, okay, God, grow the church. That's what we want to do. We want God to add to the church daily. But it starts from God giving you favor. When you start operating in the realm of favor, the rest of your destiny flows out of it. The rest of what you must do or intend to do flows from that place of favor and we have seen it in business time and time again that when things are tough and things go wrong and it messes up and we think how are we ever going to get out of this mess then somehow we find favor with some man and we know it can only be god that allows us to go to another level and in business and in life you cannot operate Without the favor of God. You cannot operate without that supernatural hand that he has upon you. That just brings things that you don't deserve. Because if we only got what we deserved, we wouldn't be able to move forward. Amen. Come my wife. Come and wrap this up for us. <laughs> They're excited to see you. Hey guys. So listen, who wants favor here? Come on. Is there anybody here that doesn't want favor? Is, is there anybody happen, happy just to stay the way they are for the rest of their lives? Okay? So say with me, favor, favor. Means, change. means change. Favor means, favor means I, surrender to God. I surrender to God. Favor means, favor means I, obey God. I obey God. See, there's always something. Okay? When we get born again, Immediately, the moment, the second we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have access to all the favor of God. Amen. But we need to unblock. Sometimes there's blockages in our lives that stop the favor of God from flowing. Does that make sense? Okay, right. So how do I get favor? Let's talk about how do we get favor? How do we get God's attention? So I'm going to give you some tips. This isn't the beginning and the end of all. It's just some, some things that you can maybe learn and say, Lord, speak to me so that I can change, so that I can unblock some of those things in my life that is stopping the favor of God coming. So let's go first to some scripture because you know what? The Bible says everything. And you need to check what we say. Go look it up in your Bibles. 
Don't just believe me. Go look in your Bible. It's very important. So favor can be found and obtained. Listen to this. In Proverbs 12, um, and I want to read, I think it's verse 22. Yes. A good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a, a man of wicked intentions he will condemn. A good man obtains favor from Lord. What's a good man or good woman? Okay. It's when you put Jesus Christ first. Amen. Putting Jesus first. That means your life will change in obedience to him. Then you obtain favor. Proverbs 8.35. God speaking. But whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Whoever finds me. That means there's a seeking after the person of Jesus Christ. Okay? It's not doing the religious things, people. It's seeking after the personality, after the face of God. Lord God, I cry out to you. Let me discover you in a new way in 2021. I've known God since I was 16. But every single year, I say to God, reveal to me a new side of your character. Reveal to me a new side of you so that I can know you and fall more in love with you. And in doing so, I obtain favor because I seek after the one who gives the favor. I don't seek after the favor. I seek after the one who gives the favor. Amen. Okay. <clears throat> now I'm going to just, Dad mentioned, but I'll mention it again. Proverbs 18:22. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Hey, Jared, you obtain favor from the Lord because you found a good wife, eh? Favor, the next thing, favor can grow you. And favor can grow on you. So let's say you start out with a little bit of favor. Two weeks later, you have a little bit more. Two years later, you have a little bit more. Ten years later, you have a lot of favor. Favor grows. Just as you grow in your Christian life, so you can grow in favor. Amen? 1 Samuel 2 verse 26. And the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor, both with the Lord and with men. He grew in stature both with the Lord and with men. Come on. Sometimes we need to change our attitude around people. Hey? Nobody owes you a thing. If you walk and treat people with humble respect, you will obtain favor. Luke 2 verse 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with men. Maybe it's time to get some increase in wisdom, begin to study a Proverbs, do a Proverbs every day. Wisdom will increase in leaps and bounds. Hey? Psalm 5 verse 12. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. Wow. 
He will bless the righteous. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, I have a shield of favour around me wherever I go. If I go into the work, I have a shield of favour. If I go at school, I have a shield of favour. If I go into town, I have a shield of favour. Sometimes it's undeserved. Hey? We have a shield of favour. Dad spoke about that accident that we had. It was so quick. We just come back from doing a funeral where the presence of God just manifested and moved incredibly. And we left early in the morning so as to avoid any possible kudus, which tend to be on the roads at night in the Eastern Cape. And one second we were driving along, nine o'clock in the morning, next second there's the accident that happened. And we ended up sitting on the side of the road, marveling at how God's favour had saved us. Does it mean we were perfect? Nope. Flippity doodah. I can tell you all the mistakes and faults in our lives. Guys, you know. You know I'm as real as it gets. Okay? <laughs> Flippity doodah. <laughs> okay? But it's the favor of God. Amen? Psalm 30 verse 5. His anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. In other words, yeah, we're going to go through tough times. Don't think of yourself as a failure just because you're going through a tough time. Believers, it happens to everyone. We live in a fallen world. But with the favor of God, joy will come in the morning. I promise you, the God I know, I know Him. He's faithful. He will do what he promised. He will bring you through. Amen. You know, we all said we want favor. If you want favor, again, put your hand up. And you at home, watching, if you want favor, put your hand up too. You, we might not see you, but God sees you. Amen. We want the favor of God to manifest in our lives. But sometimes there's the things we need to do to unblock the favor. God wants to pour favor out on you. That's his heart's intentions. Jeremiah 32 says, God wants to do good for you with all of his heart and with all of his soul. That is who he is. God wants to pour favor. But we have to maybe sometimes look objectively at our lives and say, if I'm not experiencing the favor of God, What's wrong? God's not wrong. His word's not wrong. Maybe there's an area in my life that I'm stopping the flow of favor. Does that make sense? Okay. And I'm just going to go through examples. Please, this is not a condemnation session. This is a time to say, yes, I'm going to grow. Amen. Put your hand up and say, I'm going to grow. Amen. So examples, uh, hatred, immorality, in other words, adultery, sex outside of marriage, 
Sex with the same sex. Premarital sex. Porn. And it goes on and on and on. If you're involved with any of that, it's time to stop. And it's time for you to change. And it's time for you to do what God's called you to do. Ah. Now coming to another. Racial hatred. Now I'm going to talk to both races. White and black. And the pink ones. And the yellow ones. But mainly the white and black people in this country. Whites, get over yourselves. Okay? Come on. We bleed one color. You got the same DNA as Jesus Christ. If you're a believer, you've got his blood in your veins. But I want to say as well, black folk, it's time to stop blaming the white folk. It's 2021. Let's get on together serving Jesus Christ. It's about his kingdom, about his name. It's about his glory. It's not longer about us. We have died. We have risen new with his blood in our veins. And we love and honor all men and women made in the image of the most high God. Amen. Maybe you need to just double check your heart if there's nothing hidden. We come and sit in church and we say, I love, I love, I love. But we don't deal with the racial issues within our heart. I know there's hurt. I'm not saying the hurt's not real. But we have to go to the one who truly heals the hurt. And if Jesus heals, if he's your Lord and Master, and you've surrendered, maybe it's time to surrender that hurt. Maybe it's time to surrender that hurt so that you can obtain and let the favor of God flow freely through your life. I'm talking to everybody here. If you're a believer, I'm talking to you. Another thing, resentment. Oh, resentment and jealousy. When somebody gets ahead, <laughs> what about me? Come on, folk. And I'm not saying you're all like this. I know most of you are absolutely nearly 99.9% perfect. <laughs> but I had to do checking on my heart. Yes, another one. <clears throat> Laziness. Oh, I just want to stay in bed. Just an extra half an hour. Lord, you'll understand. I won't get up early to have time with you. Oh, God, I'm so tired. Come on. Another one. Constantly complaining. Constantly criticizing. You know what, hey? Nobody wants to be or hang around somebody that is always complaining and criticizing. It's true. If you want to obtain favor from God and men, start putting a smile on your face. Start beginning to choose to be positive. Start beginning to speak good things. Start beginning to look, what is the good thing I can say about somebody? What is the good thing I can say to somebody? You never know 
Who is going to be in a position one day to grant you the favor that you need? Hey, look at Queen Esther. So from this day, people, make up your mind. Stop being a pity party. Okay? Nobody owes you anything. Choose to be somebody that is a positive outlet for the glory of God. Hey? Unbelief. Unbelief is the opposite of faith. Unbelief will stop the favor of God flowing through your life. How do you get rid of unbelief? Begin to study the word. To see what God's character is like. To see that he is solid and proven true. Faith will grow in your life. Rebellion. Stubbornness. Rebellion and stubbornness go hand in hand. I remember (laughs) when dad came to ask my father if he could marry me. My father sat there and we were very nervous and he folded the newspaper after about five minutes of silence, put it down and he looked at dad and he said, you're a fool, do you know how stubborn she was? And I remember thinking with a sense of pride, oh, I'm stubborn, yeah. Sure, how things have changed. How I'm so grateful today for God's mercy on my arrogance. I've learned stubbornness is like rebellion. The Bible says rebellion is as witchcraft before God. Here's another one. Have you dishonored your parents? Have you dishonored your spiritual parents? Your leaders. What about your boss that you don't really like so much? I'm telling you now, if you dishonor your boss that you don't like, how, God, how can God give you opportunities in advancement with others if you dishonor where he's put you right now? Gossip. Compromising, ouch. Not tithing, not sowing, not being thankful. Those are just a couple of things. I mean, we can sit here forever and go through every kind of thing. But you go to God and you go and ask God and you go and seek His face and say, Lord Jesus, where in my life is there an area where I'm blocking the flow of favor? And then you know what you do? You simply repent. Repent is not just saying I'm sorry and you continue. Repent means you're making a deliberate choice to walk in the opposite direction and to do it right with the word of God. Family, God wants to pour out his favor on you. We all put up our hands. Yeah, I want the favor. Favor of God unlocks opportunities. Favor of God unlocks blessings, not only for you, but for your children and your children's children. It's time. It's time. Can we stand to our feet? Let's just take a moment, and you online. Just take a moment. Just close your eyes.
and say, Lord Jesus, show me where I need to change. I repent of allowing blockages to stop the favor flowing from you. From this day forward, I choose to walk in obedience so that the favor can flow. I receive forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So now, as we've prayed this prayer, from the second, you are walking in new favor. From the second, you have new opportunities. From this moment forward, the past is over. New opportunities are gonna come. Favor with God and favor with man. Remember, seek the face of Jesus. Seek who He is. Don't hesitate to seek Him and pursue after who He is and His personality. And you will see the favor of God will come and saturate your life and change you and you'll obtain blessings in every area. I want to say we are going to pray for people after the service. But believe the Word of God. Dare to believe Him. Dare to believe Him. God's about to move. Don't hesitate to obey and do what God's called you to do. God loves you. You are precious. You are chosen. God has handpicked you. You're not in this place for, at this time by mistake. God wanted you to hear this word because He wants to release favor for you and for your children. So family, I'm going to close this service, especially for our onliners. I pray God's blessing upon you. I pray the favor of God manifests towards you. I pray that belief and faith rise up within you and that you will walk in the mighty favor of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed today's message. Our services are streamed live on our Facebook page every Sunday morning at 9.30. For more information and resources, please go to our website, www.frontlinecitychurch.co.za or look us up on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.